Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Charles Wonsism. Now let's get after it. Hello, beautiful people. How are you all doing? Hope you guys are doing well. And, you know, how is the sit-at-home order playing out for you and your family? Please email us and let us know. For my family, I would say that, you know, we have no choice in the matter, right? (laughs) You know, with the rising cases of infected persons, uh, we have had to reduce our outings, you know. Uh, We only go out for essential things like going, you know, to get grocery and food stuff and, you know, things like that. And we also hope you guys are, you know, respecting the laws laid down by our governments, you know, to help us fight this disease. You know, laws like uh, social distancing, uh, working from home if you have the ability, and, you know, keeping a safe distance from people while and when interacting with them, even though uh, we encourage, uh, you know, little or no interaction, but, you know, sometimes you just can't help it. You have neighbors that you may want to check on, you know, things like that. And as we all know, this is an unprecedented time in our history. Um, you know, who would have believed, I mean, like, like seriously, like who would have believed that life, as we knew it before, would change so drastically. Who would have thought that churches would be asked to close down? Who would have thought that countries would have to shut down their borders? You know, people asked you know, to stay at home and schools shut down for the foreseeable future. You see, this disease has been very successful in changing the way we live our lives and the way we socialize. But, you know, hold up. It is not all bad. From my own personal experience, God has always found ways for man to see that we are in need of God. All through scripture, whenever the Israelites sinned against God, he would allow some form of calamity or or disaster or plague uh, to befall the people. Now, this was not necessarily allowed to just punish the children of Israel, but to correct us again in the right direction. It is the same with our kids. We caution them when they do wrong and we ground them when they misbehave. We do all this, you know, not just to punish this child, but also to teach a lesson or two about correction and learning. I believe this is a time when we ought to spend more time on our knees than on the internet. What is happening in our world may be an indication that God is trying to get our attention. We have become too busy for God, running around for our jobs and running around for other commitments. And look at it now. Now you have to stay at home. I am of the opinion that the stay at 
home order by our different governments is to enable us to spend quality time with God in our homes. For some, it may be that your family and children rarely see you, you know, on a normal day because, you know, you had to work to make ends meet. Now is the time to connect with them. For some who are, you know, married or in a relationship, this may be the time, you know, that you may have that, uh, what I call a sit-down moment and plan for where your family is headed in the coming months. It may also be a good time to take that uh, walk together in the park and, you know, fall in love all over again, right? Now, these things, they also come with advantages, you see. For every disadvantage, there will always be an advantage. And I also see that, you know, sometimes we may be too busy to take time and focus on what is really, really important. And that is family, love, relationships, partnership, and more importantly, your spiritual life. Maybe it is time for you to, uh, you know, step back, just backpedal, relax, and rekindle your fire again for Jesus. You see, um, there was a time, you know, um, one of my colleagues fell ill, and, uh, you know, he had uh, this disease that could be so contagious. So uh, I remember when I went to visit him in the hospital, and, uh, you know, I had to wear all this protective equipment because... Um, we were talking about tobacco losses here. Happened right here in Canada. So um, I, I didn't. I didn't think I was going to wear all of this personal protective equipment, but I had to for my own safety, right? So I got into this dark room, and here was my colleague uh, lying on the bed. You know, social distancing. I couldn't come close. Now this was happening back in 2014. I couldn't come close to him. So from a distance of about, uh, let's say, a meter, no, two meters, you know, I would stand there, tell him. So I remember telling him that, you know, uh, this time, this period where you are, you know, isolated in your room may just be that time that God has been trying to uh, get your attention to like. So what I mean is, you know, I was passing across an impression that his moment of isolation could just be the time he could, you know, refocus on God again, you know, spend quality time with God and things like that. And, you know, even after I got out of the hospital, after I had forgotten everything I had told him, you know, he he, he reminded me because, you know, he said that what I said that day really meant a lot to him. And, you know, I, didn't, I did not even know I was, uh, you, know, you know, speaking God's message to him. You see, most times when we talk, when we try, when we encourage people, you do not know the words that the Holy Spirit is actually speaking through you. You know, the people just get, the, you know, the, you know they, they get a word from everything you've said and they hold on to that word. So on this day, my friend, even though he was sick, you know, held on to the words when I told him that this might just be that personal break you need to reconnect to the Father again. And he took it serious. And like I said, even you know, months after he had left the hospital, he, 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 he had to remind me saying that that was a profound statement. And you know, truth be told, he, he took it serious and his relationship was on fire again, even by the time he came out. So 
my people, don't 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 feel it's all bad with the sit sit down at home order. You know, yes, it's for our safety, but uh, try to also see the spiritual angle to this. This might be the time that you might need to reconnect with your families, reconnect with God, reconnect with your prayer altar, reconnect again with the study of the Word of God. You never know. Okay, so. And, and it may also be that God is trying to get your attention and he went at this great length. You know, he went so far as to let the government shut down on jobs and all that just to get you to sit down at this period in time and have a quality time of worship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and who is Jesus Christ. And also maybe this is a time to listen to what God has to say to you as he has been trying different ways to get your attention. But you know, things like work and other distractions would, would not allow you to hear his voice. So this might just be that time. You know, I'm just trying to pass across a message where this might just be the opportunity that you've been waiting for to, you know, to, to put things back in order again. And I remember in one of my previous episodes where we discussed um, how the entire world ought to keep silent uh, so that we can all hear God more clearly. Now, this was about three to four weeks ago, and I believe that episode, um, the topic is uh, filtering the noise. Uh, just in case you are looking for that episode, it is uh, episode 47. You know, we talked about filtering the noise, the noise going on in the world. We established the need for the coastlines of the world to be silent before our God. And I'm beginning to believe that this is now happening because you see, with the closures of businesses, borders, sports, vacations, the whole world has been, sincerely, has been a more quiet place, if you've, if you've noticed. People are now beginning to experience life in a slower pace as opposed to the usual uh, fast-paced life that we're all used to. Families are now able to spend quality times together and now they do things together as a result. You know, I was just, um, I was upstairs in my room and I was just looking out my window. You know, I, I was able to see couples, family, just taking that walk. And I've never seen uh, such a number of people, you know, just coming out to just take walks. Because trust me, you know, being locked up indoors is, is, is a pain, right? So you want to go out, you want to get some fresh air. So I see more of that now happening. And now before, this, this wasn't happening because people had to walk over the weekends, people how to work Monday to Sunday, night shifts and things like that. So it is time to uh, relax people. And, you know, it's time to also get back to that um, hobby, you know, that, you know that, that good habits that you used to have, like maybe praying in the morning or waking up in the middle of the night to pray, reconnecting with family and friends. You know, this is not all just bad. There are also good sides to it. And as we pray for a way out of our current situation, we should also learn some life lessons from this experience. And that is that God desires you to spend quality time with him. Even after this coronavirus phase has passed, we ought to continue in the tradition of focusing on what really matters in life, which is love, family, community, and of course, your spiritual life. Believe me when I say that God is in control of the situation. And remember, the coronavirus did not take God by surprise. We will beat this. 
And I know Christians are praying. And I also know you are praying. I am praying. My family, we are all praying. Do not be dismayed at what is happening around you. Do not be afraid of the news you see on CNN, on Sky News, on BBC. Don't be afraid. Remember uh, last week we, we talked about perspective. Your perspective matters. And you may want to uh, probably scroll back to earlier episodes. I know sometime in 2019, which was maybe early last, last year, I had talked on perspective. You should listen to that message. You know, put your, put your perspective on the word of God and on God. Let your perspective not be... Uh, one view coming from CNN that will always tell you how many people have died, how many people have been affected, and nobody tells you how many more thousands have been recovered or have recovered from, from this illness. So I want you to know that we are praying and you know don't feel like God has abandoned us or feel that God did not contain the situation before it became worse. Always remember that what is happening in our world is playing out according to divine script. You know how scripts work, right? Like, you know, if you're going to act a movie, they give you a script. You play your own portion of the, of the script in a play or in a movie, and you're done. So what is happening in this world, believe me when I also tell you that God knew this was going to happen. He is the all-knowing God. He knows everything from the beginning to the end. So this did not take God by surprise. And please quote me anywhere that whatever takes God by surprise, okay, would mean that God is not God. So God cannot be God if anything takes him by surprise. So always know that God knew this was going to happen. God has marked you out for protection. God has marked you out for favor. So trust me, none of this, like like we read in Psalm 91 last week, he said, this disease shall not come near you. It shall not come near your families. It shall not come near your children. It shall not come near your household. So hold on to God at this time. You know, this is a time where we see so many people losing faith. We see so many people being afraid. You go to the stores, you see you see panic buying happening on a daily basis. You see, it is happening. But the child of God will be confident knowing that God has you covered. Okay? So, do not be dismayed. Okay? Do not be afraid. Um, put yourself together. God has it all in control. And we should all learn to look at the bigger picture. Just like what happened in John chapter 11, where Jesus was looking at the bigger picture. I'm going to explain what I mean by that. So in John 11, there was a time in Jesus' life when his close friends uh, actually thought that uh, Jesus did not come through for them. You see, Lazarus, who was a very close friend of Jesus, was sick. In fact, sick to the point of death. And uh, Lazarus' uh, sisters had sent urgent messages for Jesus to come and save their brother from dying. Now, between you and me, a normal response to such urgent request should be one of urgency, right? 
You see, imagine you, you know, you're sitting somewhere and then you hear that, oh, your brother is dying to the point of death, you know, you need to come. Of course, you want to do everything you can to leave home, drive down to his place, or maybe fly down, right? Now, but did you know that Jesus delayed for two days? When you read John chapter 11, you see that Jesus actually delayed. He delayed for two whole days. And unfortunately, as a result, his friend died. Now, I bet you, Lazarus' sisters were angry at Jesus. In fact, one of his sisters was Mary, that same woman who had come with the alabaster box. That is, an, an, an alabaster box is, uh, you know, how do I put it? It's a, it's a form of expensive perfume, ointment. She had poured it on the feet of Jesus and wiped you know, his feet with her hair. So you see, that kind of person who did such, in fact, the disciples got so angry because one of them had said that, you know, this ointment that this woman, this expensive ointment that this woman had poured on Jesus' feet was worth one year's salary. Imagine putting all of your one year's salary to go and buy an ointment only for you to pour it at the feet of a man. That was what Mary did. And Mary, this same Mary had sent message for, you know, you know, for Jesus to come and save her brother. At least as a result of that connection, you know, you, you know, you wouldn't want to disappoint her, right? Because you will sit down, you'll be like, ah, Mary is calling me to come. Oh my God, can I make it? No, I will delay for two more days. That was exactly what Jesus did. You will not believe it. But remember what I said, we should all learn to look at the bigger picture. Now, Jesus' decision was made. His decision to stay back two days and for Lazarus to die was only made because Jesus was able to see the big picture. Okay? So that delay caused his friend to die. And of course, Mary was not happy and her other sister was not happy. So I believe they were angry at Jesus and they actually thought all hope was lost. You know, and the only person who could save their brother from dying, had delayed. Now, it is the same with many of us. We get agitated and angry when there seems to be a delay in your looking for the right man to marry. We get angry and agitated when there, when there seems to be a delay in trying for a baby. Delays in getting the job you want, the job you desire and delay in finding the right relationship that would lead to marriage. These are just, uh, just but a few examples of delays that can happen, that can get us agitated. And why do we get angry? Why do we get agitated? It's because we do not see the bigger picture. But there is something I want you to know, and it is that God is never late. In our story of Lazarus, people thought Jesus was late. They blamed him for the delay and death of Lazarus. And like Mary said in verse 32, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. You know, I can sense some, some kind of pain in those words. This was coming from a woman who had, 
you know, spent her one year salary on Jesus and all, all, and all she got in response was a delay, you know, making her feel like she wasn't important, making her feel like, you know, she had to wait until he came and to make matters worse, he got the message in time, but he did not come. How would you feel? I bet some of us feel that way. But again, like I said, Jesus, seeing the bigger picture, knew that for this story to gain more traction, it would not be enough to go see Lazarus on time and heal him before death came. The story would be more spectacular if Lazarus had died and then he had gone to raise him from the dead. So let me ask you, so now I'm gonna gonna give you two scenarios. Scenario one, the message came to Jesus that Lazarus was sick and then he ran off to meet Lazarus and heal him and everything is fine and beautiful. Scenario two, which was what played out, the message came for Jesus to come and save their brother. Jesus delayed their brother died and he went. The whole village was there to see what was going to happen and he raised Lazarus from the dead. From dead. Now, out of these two scenarios, which would you prefer? Which would be a more spectacular story? Scenario one or scenario two? Of course, your answer is right. It is going to be scenario two. So it was not just enough to just get the message and rush down to go save a friend from dying. So Jesus was able to see the bigger picture because Jesus knew that there will be more impact if his friend had died and the miraculous happened, right? It is the same with our lives. So it doesn't matter what you're going through right now. The delay is all for God's glory. And Paul had written somewhere in the New Testament saying, in all things, give thanks to God. And that was exactly what played out. So Jesus was able to see the bigger picture. And Jesus needed a far greater testimony than just running off, healing his friend. And then a few, member of the, a few members of, the fam, of, the, of his family would say, oh yeah, Lazarus was sick. He came and healed him. But to capture the whole village, village attention, the people in the city, this spectacular thing had to be done and Jesus was able to see it. So I know I'm talking to somebody right now. There might be some delays in areas of your life, but I want you to know that God wants a spectacular story out of your life. That is exactly why this delay is happening. I want you to know that you will come out of it I want you to know that your testimony testimony will be greater than people who just lived through your experience and came out of it. There was a reason why Jesus delayed and allowed, you know, Mary and and her sister, you know, to just stall. He was kind of like stalling the whole process. Why? He was stalling the whole process because he knew that a far greater testimony was going to come out of this. Just like in your life, a far greater testimony will come out of your life if only you hold on and you have faith. So now, going back to our story. Now, Jesus needed a far greater testimony and such news would usually spread more faster, right? 
than just him healing his friend. So I know personally it was a disaster for Lazarus' sisters, but God was in control to gain all the glory for himself. In the end, Jesus was able to bring Lazarus to life to the astonishment of the entire village, to the astonishment of the entire city. That day was a great victory for our God because many came to believe in Jesus that day. And the ending of the situation was so spectacular that the leaders of the time began to notice Jesus. So you see, it doesn't matter what is you know, going on in your life right now or what is happening in our world you know, with this coronavirus. I just want you to know that God, who sees the bigger picture, has got it all under control. So don't fret or be dismayed. Don't be worried. God is never late. He is always on time to save you and to deliver all of us from this disease ravaging the world. Looking at the bigger picture, I can predict that we will beat this disease. Looking at the bigger picture, I can predict that many will give their lives to Jesus. Looking at the bigger picture, I can predict that people will begin to realize the need for a savior in their families and governments of this world. Looking at the bigger picture, I predict that God's name will be glorified in this situation. And looking at the bigger picture, I predict that we will overcome the present challenges and return to our normal lives. Hold on. Don't be afraid. Focus on the word. Let your perspective change from all the news of the scary news and fear out of the news media and social media and look into the word of God for peace, for solace, for faith, for encouragement. And I pray that may God bless and protect you all. And I want to pray with you before you go. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I give you praise for what is happening right now in our world. I know you are working it out for our good. And I believe you are never late to save and to deliver. Lord, keep us strong in a time when people are exhibiting fear and panic. Keep us strong in our faith in you. And by your grace, we have overcome. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so by writing us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our Instagram page, which is at Podcast, and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.